Are you a brew head? I'm a brew head. Are you a brew head? I'm a brew head. Y'all a brew heads? Yeah, we brew heads. So pour a glass of craft beer. We can do this. Yeah. What's good, y'all? This is C-Certified Brewhead. And I'm Scott Beer, cold beer enthusiast. Welcome to episode 62 of Beer Nuts Podcast. And mate, we are still here in San, San Diego, Diego, California. And we're at Cardinal Brewing Company with Mark, head brewer, and Sean, director of brewing operation. Boys, thank you so much for having us. Right, so thank having you. We also have Melody as well, the uh, PRJ. In the building, just off camera, yeah. We'll get you in there. Uh, thank you guys all so much for having us. This is uh, awesome. Well, thanks for coming. Yeah. Appreciate it. Your city is phenomenal. We didn't know it was going to be this uh, sick, this weather. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen palm trees or ocean for a long time being uh, up in Canada. Oh, you'll get plenty so here. Yeah. Yeah. Tired. Just yeah. happy for no reason. I don't know. Yeah. It's really weird. It's amazing. Um, so basically, yeah. So we want to really get into a bunch of uh, stuff about you guys and what you do and the, the brewing process and uh, the, uh, like how you got into where you are, the, the brew itself. But I think we all have different beers. So. We should definitely yap about that first. First um, things that. first. First things first. first. What do you have? Uh, this is the Northeastern IPA, it's called. Yeah. The North Island. North Island. North Island, that's it. Seven and a half percent Northeastern mm-hmm. IPA. Anything you can tell us about this bad boy? Uh, we use the London 3, so it should retain the haze a little bit. That's actually clearer than I would like to <laughs> um, uh, A lot of really good hops. Um, very heavy citrus mosaic. Um, Simcoe. Uh, drawing a blank on the other ones. Um, all the good juice, all the good juicy uh, ones. Oh, you're using your sheet notes. Yeah, I got you. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it was uh, mashed at exactly yeah. the same time. Don't give away all Sorry, the sorry. Can <laughs> blur this out? Uh, blur it out. But yeah, so uh, all late edition, so it's, you know, very aroma tropical forward rather than the you know classic bitter west coast style any like loopy limb powder in here or you just uh, no, straight, just, straight uh, it's all pelletized yeah nice yeah uh it's early bird it's uh our latest sort of seasonal can release it's a milk stout with uh some a local roaster called uh, bird rock and so we got their coffee beans a french roast it's all Pound per barrel on the on the beer it sits nice. for two days and then okay. they package it. So is it like a, instead of like dry hops with coffee as opposed to like it's, adding? Yeah, it's yeah. essentially dry hops with nice. coffee. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, we use lactose, so it kind of retains some sweetness. It's got uh, some cocoa in there too, so nice. it's got like a you know like it's almost like a mocha rather yeah. than a, like a coffee beer. That sounds Real crazy drinking from yeah. dark it is. You know? Nice. It's like like five ish. Yeah, five and a half. Five, five, five. Yeah, beauty. Yeah. Right. Hell yeah. What do you got there? There's orange wrap so it's two row caramel, um, some crystal, um, and then orange peel and coriander, and a little nice. honey. So nice. it's really good beer. Really good summer beer. Yeah. For uh, the weather out here. Mm-hmm. I actually also have another one here, which is the uh, the Coastwise Session IPA. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you want to tell us about the this one? And the yeah, that one is a uh, partnership with Surfrider Foundation. So we donate uh, proceeds to keeping the beaches clean and nice. uh, all the good things that they do. It's got uh, mosaic and sriracha ace and centennial, so it's got a real nice uh, citrus, kind of lemon-lime, um, real refreshing, easy real drinker, nice. real summer yeah, IPA. Totally. Smashing that back, huh? Yeah, nice. real, real aromatic of a session IPA. Oh yeah. And so with the, just to go, so you split the proceeds with the foundation? Yeah. yeah, yeah. The, how did that come about? Uh, you could probably elaborate better than, than I <laughs> yeah, could. Yeah, you know, really their mission is to keep and preserve our ocean leaves and beaches. 
beaches, okay. and our kind of mantra is stay coastal. You know, we were founded on Coronado Island in 1996, yeah. so we have a love for the ocean as well. So it made sense for us to kind of partner with a like-minded organization. So a portion of the proceeds from all the beer sold goes back to that. Amazing. Yeah. That's super cool. Very Great cool. segue, actually. Um, so the brewery itself. How did this come about? So I did hear um, about the, the start on the island. Now this is a production facility and there's another location. It's like a tap room. Mm -hmm. Can you guys uh, run us through the story? Well, I started as a brew pub down in Coronado Island. Okay. Um, I think it was a brew pub. We just had the brew pub for 10 years, maybe 12 years. Longer, yeah. Yeah, maybe longer. And uh, I mean, we're 21 years old and this facility is only about, the production facility is only about four or five years old. Right. Um, so started on the island, so it was real organic growth and just grew as it was meant to grow. Right. We didn't rush anything. We didn't um, start distributing everywhere at first. It just a brew pub that grew into a production facility. Right. So just like bit by bit, it was uh, the, like that neighborhood kind of style that's uh, mm -hmm. yes. got more and more popular. Those demand. Yeah, and the pub still has a very like hometown feel to it. Right. Yeah. You know, when you're in Coronado, that's where you go. So it's not, how far is that from here? We excuse me. Uh, it's 10, 15 minute drive. Oh, that's close. So it's yeah, traffic. Actually, it's been pretty good so far. Like it's yeah. uh, not crazy, but like so there's like some sort of like actual island like in the bay sort of area. Yeah, yeah. So um, uh, Imperial Beach is like the southernmost beach before Mexico. Okay. There's a strand that goes all the way up and actually connects to the island. Um, so you can go from you know South County up to to Coronado and then to get over to here it's super easy I and mean, there's a uh, you've probably even seen the big blue bridge. I think so. Yeah, and if you're downtown, you can't miss it. Okay, so I'm um, yeah, so there's a big blue bridge that connects to the island, and nice. I heard it's kind of sketchy to drive across. Like, there's you got a few inches on either <laughs> it's, side. It's, it's keep it real tight. It's going tight. Yeah, and they have those. Um, there's like a, a like a truck or something, and so there's right. a barrier, and it drives down, and it can Walls change. Back and it can change the division of oh, the lanes. Oh, really? Yeah, so it's pretty. So in crazy. the morning, you got three lanes yeah. going one way, changes the other way, right? For traffic purposes, it's, I guess. It's right? trippy. Yeah. It's tall. Yeah. <laughs> it's narrow. Right. Yeah. You can only have a couple pints before you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't drink Don't drink and drive. It's a little scary. Yeah, I like that. How long have you guys been with the brewery? Uh, I've been here almost three years now, I believe. Okay. Yeah. Been here eight weeks. Eight weeks. Wow, <laughs> fresh. All right. So that's another good segue. So how did you guys both get to be grown for a company like this? Um, my story is a convoluted one. Um, They're always the best. I have a degree in city planning. Okay. Um, so a pretty far uh, departure from that. Uh, I went to Cal Poly San Luis Obispo. I graduated. It was one of those things where I kind of started to second guess my major towards the end of my college right. intern, as, as most do. And uh, But at that point I was like, well, I'm, I'm just going to finish, get a degree, uh, figure it out from there. I did that. I try, actually tried to get a job in city planning. Um, my problem is I've always really liked like architecture and design, mm -hmm. but I was too lazy to take all the math to do <laughs> architecture, so I did city planning. Um, I want to do like urban design, which I came to found is it's starting to catch on in the U.S. a little more, but it's more of a European concept. It's right. you know like those open public spaces that you find in you know South America and Europe, and um, that's sort of what always got me excited. And you know just like creating uh, communal spaces, um, I found that wasn't really anything that I could get into here. I didn't really know what to do. I worked retail for a long time, just sort of tried to find my way. All right. um, I 
finally got to the point where I was like, I got to figure this out. I'm going to go back to school. I'm going to get another degree in something. I thought about taking the uh, Davis program to actually get a degree in, in brewing and fermenting science or something. Um, as I was working on that, uh, my dad, he's an engineer. He's been all over the world, places you can't even think of. He's literally on a single trip, traveled the entire globe. Wow. Um, he spends a lot of time on boats, you know, months at a time. And he had this uh, friend, you, you, when you're on a boat, you sort of make friends with the, the guys you're there with because you got nowhere to go. Yeah. Um, he made friends with this guy and, you know, it was just at his, he was kind of asking my dad how I'm doing, what I, was, what I was thinking about doing. He's like, you know, he's really struggling. He's trying to find his way. Uh, he wants to get into brewing, um, but he's like, you know, just trying to figure out how to do that. And he said, you know, they're in the middle of the Mediterranean Sea off the coast of uh, Italy. Um, and he's like, well, I have a friend who's a brewer. Why don't I shoot him an email and we'll see. And, you know, a few hours later, my dad says, call this guy, it's John Egan at uh, Mission Brewery, which is in the East Village downtown. Um, he brought me in and, you know, just showed me the ropes and I was there for six years and you know, worked my way up and you know started when I moved when I started with them they were in a different location we moved to a new building the building was unfinished they were still trenching I was you know sitting it was raining through the roof the roof wasn't even completely done and I'd be scrubbing parts to their what is now their bottling line and you know just spending hours doing that for free um, so yeah I did everything and then uh, made the transition here a few years back. Amazing. Yeah. So no formal schooling? No, yeah. On the job yeah all on the job training and yeah, I still have a lot to learn, but that's it. I'm still passionate about is, it. Is so. there formal schooling available in mm -hmm. California? Or yeah, there is. It's, it's definitely growing. Yeah. There's um, a program at UCSD that is is definitely gaining some steam. There's uh, San Diego State has, it's like more of a business oriented. Okay. But um, there's that and then uh, Davis and up in Northern California is the big one. and. Mm -hmm. Uh, the other big one is, is Siebel, which is in Chicago. Okay. Yeah, it's 90% learn on the job, even if you go to those schools. Those right, yeah. They oh, give you the basics. They give you the fundamentals, you, and you got to get your hands yeah, on the stuff. You come in, yeah. and you learn everything once you get into it. Right? How do you go, what do you guys feel about the, the value of the school? Do you think it's more like, what, do you have a preference, like, don't you waste your time, or is it more like... I think, you know, I think you could go either route. You yeah. can take the schooling helps. That gives you a, a foundation to work off of, and then you learn on the job. So, yeah. I mean, I think you have an advantage if you take the school, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, with now 140 breweries or whatever it is in San Diego, there's a lot of guys trying to get in this industry. There's a lot of people applying. There's a lot of people going to these programs. Now that's sort of what sets them aside from the guy who just, Wasting you know, was the meat brewer you know, yeah. just seven years, job, eight years ago. Yeah, yeah. So. yeah. so you got into good time. Yeah. Perfect. Joe, what's your story? Uh, so I was going to school for chemical engineering, mm -hmm. and I took a summer trip to Europe. So I have a little bit of a European connection getting me here, too, and I was touring breweries. Okay. And I realized I didn't want to work in a chemical factory in Downriver, Detroit, <laughs> and I'm sitting there drinking a beer, realizing that, and I'm like, I was homebrewing at the time, and I'm like, sense. how do I get into beer? I, this was 1997, so the craft industry wasn't huge, so oh, I didn't know how to get into the industry, so I tried to get jobs. I couldn't get them. So I went to Siebel Institute in Chicago. Right. Went to that school, came back to Detroit, and got a job as an intern at Atwater Block Brewery uh, in downtown Detroit. Yeah, yeah, that was great. Yeah. So I got a job there. Um, well, I did the internship, and then after the, inter the internship, they gave me a job. So 
I feel very fortunate that the first job I ever had was under a German trained brewmaster from Germany. So they're very um, particular and strict. Right. So yeah, that, I felt that gave me a good uh, good base. And uh, as you guys see, San Diego is absolutely gorgeous. It's and oh, man, I did incredible. not want to live in the snow anymore. So <laughs> I, feel that. I applied for a job in San Diego and got it. Nice. And uh, so I worked at another local brewery for 14 and a half years. Wow. I did. Um, I started as a brewer. Ended up in quality control, then finished uh, running the barrel program, and then the job opportunity came at Coronado, and I always knew this was a great company, and uh, 14 up. years at one place, yeah. gets, you start to get bored, and switch it up. so I came and switched it up, and I'm over here, and I've been here for eight weeks, and I'm loving it. Nice. So then, to compare the difference in the job, so your job would technically be to create the recipes and actually like build them out, and then supervise other brewers putting together is that accurate yeah that's um i mean this being the production facility usually i'm just sort of maintaining the already existing recipes so it's all the core brands uh so yeah my job is to manage the brew team manage um make sure the recipes are going according to whatever set parameters we already have um and then all the way through to the point that they package it so i'm you know i monitor make sure they schedule the dry hopping and and uh, all the cellar work that is involved with with the beer, and then you know from there it, it uh, gets centrifuged. Most almost everything here gets centrifuged, okay. um, and then goes into a bright tank, and then from there our packaging guy sort of takes over. Right. Yeah. Okay. So that's from that, then direct to the brewing operations. Where I, does that differ? From? I kind of oversee the whole process, so right. everything from quality <laughs> control to everything he's doing to the Geo packaging Hops. people. Yeah, including <laughs> removing a, a beast. <laughs> 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 I think that's cool. I never really like. I feel like we never really get to talk to many people. Like we generally talk with brewers or maybe owners, but like someone like I don't know if many. Is that a, is that a common job role? Like to sort of like have a supervisor over and above. Like, I think I think as a brewery grows, that's a position that gets added at some point. Right. Um, kind of just to oversee the whole thing. I've done quality control. I've done brewing. I've done barrels. So I kind of have a big picture. Understand how everything's supposed. Yeah, to be. and I've managed before, so it's really. I guess if you looked at it, I would be the coach of the brewery, just making sure everybody's in the right place, doing the right thing, and, and that everybody's coordinating, the QC is coordinating with the brewers, the brewers are coordinating with QC, you know, coordinating with marketing and sales, and, you know, right. a little bit less hands-on, but uh, I always like to go out there and get dirty. But you get it, right? Yeah. Because you've been brewing, yeah. so you know yeah. you I've worked on a bottling line, keg line, I've done brewing, I've done packaging, I've done QC, so yeah. I, I'm comfortable with you know, we're shorthanded. I can go out there and work on the bottling line. So it doesn't matter. That's dope. Yeah. So it's more like that, that traditionally with the head brewer. I assume the head brewer kind of like is, ah, I'm in charge of everything. I have to deal with all of this stuff, which is kind of maybe now I'm hearing it from this. It sounds like almost too stressful because it takes you away from your core responsibility. Right, yeah. yeah. I mean, especially when you get to a certain size. Like, I mean, I'm sure, like you said, you talked to a lot of people who are brewer owners. Um, yeah, it's a lot easier when it's, a, you know, a smaller operation because you're involved in every part of the process yeah but as you grow um i would yeah i would be spread too thin if i was trying to monitor everything that he's looking at and like keep up with the packaging and doing all that and, and uh absolutely the you know the the brew side of things would suffer if that were the case yeah where where do people you um so you maintain the current lines here and stuff where's the like what's the word um Innovation. Innovation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's we still have the the pub brewery. Uh, so all the like sort of fun, not all of them, but a lot of the fun kind of 
trial recipes and stuff, those all take place down at the pub. What's, what's the size of that compared to this? So the, the system at the island is a 10 barrel, this is a 30 barrel. Okay. So it's you know three three times, we crank out three times the, the work with every batch and it's a lot, the turnover is a lot quicker. So with our system, we can do about eight turns, which is uh, 240 barrels. And down there, if you do two, that's a long day. Right. Yeah. And then we got the biggest tank down there is a 20 barrel, and our biggest tank down here is a 240 barrel. Okay, well, right. So, so what's the annual production? Um, our annual production here is about 40,000 barrels a year. 40,000. Yeah. Okay. That's uh, pretty serious. Where does that put you in the um, overall like size in the area? You know, in the area that we're probably about middle ground to maybe a little bit bigger than middle ground. I think what the Biggest brewery in town is a couple hundred thousand barrels. Yeah, about a quarter. Yeah, about a quarter million, I think. Um, okay. So we're probably in the smaller end of the big guys. Okay. Perfect. That makes sense. I see a bit of uh, I did a barrel program going on here. Do you have one yeah. at the uh, the brew pub as well, or do you exclusively? No, we don't really have enough room down there. Okay. We can do a couple at a time, right. but if we want to do anything of significance, we have to do it here. Cool. So yeah. we have, let's say, a big barrel program here, but a, a decent sized one. So I think. Uh, I have about four barrel releases per year. Nice. What's going on in these guys down here right now? That's the Black Forest cake. Yeah, that's Black oh, Forest. Wow. Yeah. Awesome. Stout. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's an Imperial Stout that we added cherries to in the barrels. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so we actually moved that beer. Yeah. 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 Christmas beer. So we moved that. This week it comes out of barrels and goes into a tank. Um, and then the next batch goes into barrels. We're actually putting, in the next two weeks, two batches into barrels. So we're doing one, another whiskey barrel beer, and then a sour bar barrel beer. Oh, nice. You guys do sours too? We're just starting. Yeah, just starting. What's, uh, can you speak to that at all? Is it sort of like too early? Well, we're going to do a traditional creek. So it's going to be nice. a, a red cherry beer that's sour in barrels. Um, should be ready in anywhere between six and eight months. You know, it's one of those yeah, things the, the beer tells you when it's ready. Yeah, you, yeah. Don't, can't, you don't, can't really time that one. Yeah. You, you, Fairly good at timing it, but for the most part, it's it's done when it's done. Right. Why are you doing it that way? And maybe not kettle sours. Well, I, real stuff. Yeah, I think the um, barrel beers are more complex. Um, they don't have that whole sulfury type aroma to it. Um, I, I think they just make a much better sour. It, you know, at the same point, it takes a lot longer, so they're more expensive. Um, but my personal taste is for a, a traditionally fermented barrel sour. Right. We do. We do do kettle sours. Yeah, we do yeah. some. <laughs> yeah. What have you done? Uh, kettle? Uh, we got one that's coming out pretty soon, right? It's a uh, goza with cantaloupe. Yeah, it came out really good. Himalayan sea salt. And oh, salt. Nice. it came out great too. When, when does that come out? Any day. It's already out. Yeah, yeah, I think. Be ready yeah, like sure. now. <laughs> right, I think like it got at delivered. this moment. At this right. <laughs> yeah, I think it got delivered. It started getting delivered last week, Amazing. and it came out great. It's got a really oh, good yeah. cantaloupe flavor. It's got a good sour flavor. Um, Really mild sulfur note, so it was one of the better kettle sours I've had. So amazing, really happy with it. That sounds yeah. I just noticed the uh, pilot system down there too. Um, is, that, <laughs> oh, yeah. is that connected, or do you guys use that? Uh, it, it gets used every once in a while. Um, yeah. Well, you for, keep that for the, the brew pub, maybe. For, for the most, yeah. Usually, if we, uh, it's so hard to recreate a recipe on that, just because the scale is so different. Imagine, yeah. It's a lot easier for us to make a 10 barrel batch and scale it to a 30 barrel batch. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, that, like for the most part, that gets used by the the brewers and seller guys. It's messy. Yeah, yeah, kind of yeah, yeah, Saturday, fun. it's just yeah. like their creative outlet. So, so they come in on their off day to yeah. do their, to do their job. job. <laughs> <laughs> for free. For free. Yeah. 
That's, like why, they, that's why this industry is so great. Yeah. Everybody's in it because they want to be in it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's not like someone that's just in it because they have to have a job. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're in it because it. that's your passion. Yeah. I, I think you have to because it's not an easy job. Yeah. So, no. You know, it's it's a lot of manual work. It's a lot of a lot of in this town. It's a lot of sweating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it gets yeah. hot, and uh, you know, it's it, it has to be a passion. And if you have the passion, it just makes you a better a better brewer. Yeah. I remember actually. Taking back to starting in this industry, the when I interviewed to even just volunteer my time, the first thing that that John Egan said to me was like, "It's like just so you understand, I mean, there's a lot of um, you know hype. Like people kind of expect this like rock star thing where you're like, oh, you know, I make beer and everybody's gonna be praising you." And he said, "You're gonna be a glorified janitor." Yeah, right? and and it's so yeah. True. I mean, yeah. I'd say fifty to seventy-five percent of brewing is cleaning. I mean, and that's probably the most important thing is if you're clean, you'll make good beer. You could have the best recipes in the world, and if you're dirty and you're not, you don't pay attention to details, you're not going to make good beer. So, yeah. As a home brewer, I know yeah. at least on that scale, it's like it's just old clean, just cleaning all day long. Yeah. I mean, it, what's that's what's funny about it is it no joke takes as long to do a batch of your house as it does here. I don't like, just you know, just scale is yeah. That's it. Yeah. yeah. There has to be, yeah, we haven't got like a war chiller and we don't have a, like a proper big well, stove. I so made a war chiller. You made so those couldn't plug it in. So we have to, like, when we do doing homebrews, you put it across like two burners on the stove and it's taking it out. It's an electric it's stove, it's in my little condo. It's just like, it's yeah. just yeah. Nice. Then, cool. The beer comes out pretty darn good, man. I mean, How do you guys chill and take it out in the snow if it's winter? Yes, absolutely. We used to take it out there and mix it up in the hole. Yeah, it slowly sinks in because it's hot. But it would get cold. Yeah, exactly. We still, still ice bath. Ice bath. Do you know why we bring it in the condo? We bring snow upstairs. Uh, <laughs> into my bath. Uh, like, actually, put it in looks like a really shady yeah. situation. Yeah, we used to live in a house. We used to just take it outside. That was kind of cool. Yeah. But yeah, like that's interesting. I didn't think it would be. I thought it was like, ah oh, man, you guys must have it so much easier here. Like, yeah, no, it's like still boiling like, too. You know, like well, fifteen minutes. And, well, the difference here is when I brewed in Michigan, we didn't have a cold liquor tank. Cold liquor meaning we chill the water so we can chill the wort. When you live in the northern areas your tap water comes in cold enough. So when I brewed in Michigan, I never had a cold liquor tank. When I came here, I didn't even know what a cold liquor tank was. Right. And then, I mean, our water temperature right now is coming in 85 degrees. So if we just use tap water, we would only be to get it down to like 90 degrees. So we right. fill a tank, we chill the tank, and we use that to chill the water. So we're kind of, it's kind of like I'm using saying, snow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, have to, we have to create it ourselves. Right. That's crazy. I guess we've never really talked to people from outside of the general Northeast area. Yeah. That, that have these uh, same problems we have up there. Yeah. yeah, our boilers are outside. And you say when we we came up, we saw some. There's there's some uh, fermenters, fermenters out there as well. Yeah, okay, yeah. I thought, I thought you can put fermenters outside in a cold climate, but you can't put your boiler outside in a right, cold climate. Right. So uh, the first brewery I ever worked at, we had a boiler room. Which okay. I mean, in the north, you have a boiler room. Right. Even a lot of houses have a boiler room. Yeah, so right. coming here, time. I was. A little shocked when I'm like the boiler's outside. Yeah. <laughs> but happens when it's I've only seen I've only seen ice here once. Yeah. And oh, yeah. It was the locals were a little freaked out. Freaked out. Yeah. <laughs> you just got your hockey stick yeah. out. You're like, yeah. all right, back into it. Well, when I mean ice, I mean a puddle in the street, oh. and a tiny thin film of like ice on top that lasted about 20 yeah. minutes. Everyone's gawking at it, taking oh, pictures. Oh no, it was yeah. chaos. It oh, was wow. pure chaos. Oh, wow. <laughs> How bad does without going into a weather conversation? I'm <laughs> fascinated by this. I've been like immigration stuff in Canada for quite some time, so this is my first uh, 
like sunny palm trees. I haven't seen the ocean in like seven years, so yeah. that was pretty exciting. You know, it's cold as hell. I couldn't even sit. <laughs> Water, <laughs> ankles in. I'm like, I'm out of here. Water yeah. doesn't get terribly so warm here. It's the Pacific, yeah. so you know, 72 degrees would be a warm day in the ocean, and that's true. So how bad does it get? In Started. That's good. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Well, I was going to say, if you're going to work in a brewery and you feel or you're going to start your own brewery, why not start it in San Diego? So why not? That's a good point. So is it is it like a, a very much uh, a town of like everyone's coming from everywhere else because they're like I'm it tired of Michigan. Like it feels like it. I would yeah. make a joke when you meet a San Diego who's been born and raised. Yeah, yeah. I'm, actually, yeah, I'm from here, and everybody kind of is like, wait, oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah, why I want to leave. <laughs> like, why would you? It's you know you got a lot of transplants. I, I wouldn't say it's maybe maybe fifty percent, maybe less, but. That's but a, you know, we you know what, what was the population of the city 20 years ago it was about half a million, and now it's 1.4 million, I think, or 1.2 million. That's in right. the city. So most of that was from. Uh, yeah, it used to be a small town. Yeah. I mean, my girlfriend is born and raised, and she used to tell me how it used to be a small town when she was a kid. Right. Wow. And that is just completely different than when when she grew up. Mm, for better or worse, grown. I mean, she would say for worse because yeah. it's <laughs> all transplants, yeah. and you know, you got a bunch of people that come into town. You have a lot of people that come through for like four years and move away. They come here to party and, you know, maybe they're not the best um, community members because they're here temporarily, but then you get those people that come here and love it and make it their home. And I think people like me, who have, I've been here 15 years and I don't plan on ever leaving, we kind of become a San Diegan and, and, and kind of treat it the way everybody would want to treat it. So. But you know, if you grew up here and it's completely different than when you were a kid, so I, I think, uh, you know, you might like it. You might not. Interesting. I can see because it kind of feels like, like I would say beach town, but it's like beach city, and so it's skyscrapers and stuff. Like mm-hmm. it still has that vibe very much. That real. It's kind of like Montreal, but not called like. <laughs> it's a really relaxed town. Yes. Yeah. It's chill. Yeah. You know, everybody moves at, at a slower pace because you're not. I mean, coming from the north. You have so much time where it's warm to do stuff. Yeah, here going on. Yeah, here it's. Thing. Everyone gets so aggressive in the summer when you're up north because there's like two months of it. You gotta mm-hmm. do all this stuff and like everyone just gets crazy for two and months. It's exact so. opposite. It's like that Portlandia yeah. skit where they keep moving their chairs. And That's the, in the one. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's pretty much. I love that. Show. Here it's sunny Hilarious. almost every day. So. Yeah. Being from a cloudy part of the north, I loved it for the first couple of years, and now I'm like, just let's have a cloudy day. <laughs> my friend said she's living in from Toronto. So there's a whole bunch of these Canadians here, and she was like, she lives in LA. And she was like, oh man, I love when it rains because then I can like not feel guilty and stay in and watch Netflix. Yeah, I've like, already been there like two months. Yeah, I was like, wow, it's like it's sunny. It's very, I guess it can get repetitive. Yeah, I, I mean, I we love that. I love the marine layer. So in about two months of the year, a fog rolls in. It can be foggy all day. You know, but it won't rain and it won't be really cold. Just it's just cool really and comfortable, yeah. and the sun's right. not out, so you're not getting blinded, and it's yeah. it's comfortable. And, and I love those days. Interesting. That is an interesting problem to have. We got legitimate <laughs> opposite. Well, speaking of hazy days, Ooh. I have a question about hazy beers. Break it down. Because we're on the West Coast right now, for sure. Are. And this hazy style Northeast IPA. Lack of better term, I know they call it a whole bunch of other things, but yeah. um, is a trendy style right now, and I feel like everyone is making a Northeast IPA, which is kind of almost the opposite of what uh, West Coast IPA is, right? Yeah. So you're sweet and juicy on one side and hazy, you're clear and piney and bitter on the other side. Are you guys we're drinking kind of a Northeast IPA right now, Northeast style? So is this something that is here to stay? Is it going to replace the West Coast IPA? Is it? Are people it's drinking it? Yeah. Are people liking it? Um, yeah, people are loving it. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I, I'm pers- it. I personally love them. Uh, my brother lives in uh, outside of Boston. Oh man! So, okay. so I mean, what's funny is like I never, I guess I never thought about 
um, like hazy versus clear as a, like a deciding factor on whether or not something is good. Right. Um, <laughs> and so for me, it's like if I try something and I like it, then it's good, and right. that's as far as I ever got. Right. Uh, and then you know, as that trend really started to pick up, people got really aggressive. So aggressive. Like so aggressive. So aggressive. What? And you think of actually what you And uh, and so that's when I stopped and I was like. Okay, well, what? You know, yeah. hold on a second. I had to like take a step back from it and be like, I don't know. I, you know, I've drank these hazy beers and, and you know, I'd go to Trillium or you know, yeah. and, and and drink these hazy beers and like, be like, man, this tastes fantastic. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's as far as I needed to think about it. Yeah. Um, I guess on the you know the flip side of that is there's these people who you know we only drink it if in it's the, like, well yeah. who have been in the industry and have been trying so hard to like put out the best product. And they've had to go pick up kegs from accounts because their beer wasn't clear enough. And then they're like, "Hold on, you know, I've been trying so hard. You know, this whole time, yeah, and now you, you get mad because it's not. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I think they would be just as good as if they were clear. You know, yeah. I don't think the cloudiness really is what's making the beer. It's it's the, the hop character. Yeah, yeah. But West Coast IPA is never going to die. I mean, everybody yeah. out here, we go to the we go to the East Coast and we. Have an IPA, and we know it's it's more traditional than what we make, and yeah. we're just like, why is this so sweet and malty? Yeah, I mean, out here we want it. the hops to shine through. We yeah. we really mostly could care less about the malt. I think there's a place for both, man. They're just, there is. They're, they're, they're really different, but they're both fantastic in their own ways. <laughs> yeah. So I prefer the English style when you're saying the malt for yeah, yeah, the northeast. Yeah, yeah. I think I think uh, traditionally the Midwest and the East Coast have been making traditional English IPAs that have a malt character. Mm. Yeah, where the West Coast yeah, is dry, all hops, two row. Yeah, there's really no exactly. malt in it. It's yeah. it's super dry. It's super aromatic, and you know I think we. West Coast pulled back from the super super bitter beers. I think, yeah, I think that was a trend yeah. for a while, and it now was. it's just a solid, you know, bitter beer, but not overwhelmingly bitter with a great aromatic character mm -hmm. and yeah. no malt. Middle ground. <laughs> yeah, super dry, drinkable. But when you see the weather, I mean, That's what you, you want. want a really dry, crisp, yeah. absolutely yeah. aromatic beer. That you try to keep out of the sun. Yeah, it comes down to your surroundings, your water and your temperature, and yeah. that's what the, what it goes people want. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was sort of surprised on that note that um, I've been here since only Wednesday, but going pretty hard on the beers and like, tried as much as I humanly could. And I found that unless I'm seeking it out, I don't know because I'm a little not like lined up for the six hours to buy it, but like I'm heavily into it because we had no access in Canada and I couldn't leave. So I was like trying to get my hands on as many as I can and to see. But I feel like there's been so many of the hazy type of beers here. I was a little surprised yeah. because it's from up there. So I was like, cool, we, we have access to that now through the or whatever. Mm -hmm. But then come down here and uh, I mean, I know there's something up north of it. There's a few breweries that specialize in it. But um, I was just surprised to see that, the volume of, uh, of breweries. Yeah, I mean, you got to yeah. do what the customers want. The customers even down here want it. And I think right. every brewery is doing at least one. Um, that, that's accurate from what I've yeah, seen. Yeah, at least yeah. one, and I think it's it's fun for brewers to do something different. Yeah. And you know, when a new trend starts, we're like, hey, let's, let's jump it, It's always a challenge. It's like, yeah. okay, let's see if we can make it. Right. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, for me, like I, like I said, I like them, but even if I didn't like it, I would still want to make a really good version because, mm -hmm. I mean, I don't want to put out a bad version of anything. Of course, yeah. Um, so yeah, you, you take that mentality and you say like, okay, we're going to make this beer, let's make it as good as we can make it, and then so you like really invest the time to make it, you know, whatever it is, and that's what people want, then I'm going to try to give you what authentic want. whatever it is. So. That's very cool. First time you make it, it always comes out too clear, and you're like, yeah, yeah. what do I do? <laughs> yeah, and then you, you know, the second time around, you get it right, and uh, it's it's fun, it's a good, it's a good style of beer. I don't. 
you know, I don't know if it's going to stay around forever. It probably, yeah. it probably will. Yeah, or just I think the hype is going to die down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, most exactly. Everyone will just have that one on there that they keep around because yeah, someone fades it out. Yeah, exactly. Know? And I'm yeah. sure it's like that on the, what, on the East Coast. They probably make one West Coast IPA exactly. that's super dry. Exactly. Always keep that around. Yeah. yeah. That was what got a lot of us, you know, too. You guys that was yeah. and then that's part of the attraction to the city is that you guys like, created this whole thing that was like, as you get into beer, you start with the, the fizzy yellow stuff. And yeah. And work your way, and then you yeah. get that like palette right That's what really and, like pulls you in. You yeah. Know? Wow, like hops can Extreme be this. Stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Super yeah. fun. Um, yeah, it's cool because we've spoken to other brewers that it seemed that's why I was just curious the way you guys are coming from with it. So it seems like you're kind of middleman, like you like him and you're happy to make a really good one. We've spoken to other brewers that just think it's ridiculous and hate yeah, it. Yeah, totally yeah, reluctantly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I feel I mean, like it's shown through in the beer, like it's just not accurate. I think that's, as a brewer, we kind of feel like it was a mistake at first. Like, you, <laughs> it's <laughs> cloudy. It just yes. looks wrong. It's not but, and you have to like get this. your mind over that thought that it's a flaw. Because, yeah. I mean, it's look, everything at, this, everything you've ever look learned, at a right? sour beer. I mean, we try to keep all our, we spend tons of time cleaning and sanitizing not to make a sour beer, but then, Sour beers are good. Yeah. So, so you yeah. just gotta, you know, that's why you call it an attribute rather than an off flavor or flaw right. because yeah. it's an attribute in one beer and maybe not in another. So, hmm. same thing. I think on the West Coast, we went through that mentality of like, why are you making a mistake of style? Right. But then when you have them, you're like, oh, wow. this beer is yeah, kind of cool. Yeah, like this it. beer is, it's, the, the description is perfect. It's juicy. It's got yeah. that juicy hop and yeah. it's, it's, it's kind of a little bit fuller body. Yeah. It's got a little bit more mouthfeel, and, and yeah, say what you want. It's not the same as a West Coast IPA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. the difference if you don't want this, this, we have this for yeah. you as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's just like a nice change up, like you know, IPAs include so the vast majority. So we we resisted on the West Coast, yeah. but we had to give in and be like, all right, you guys got one. You got one. Uh, <laughs> we'll do it and do it well. Yeah. Um, do you guys are you guys thinking of getting a sour program? Just thinking about it now because I know there's these contamination issues when you guys have such large uh, production. Mm-hmm. And if you do a little sour batch and something gets out, like you. Yeah, I mean, I, I, my personal philosophy on it is is your sanitation practices are good. Mm-hmm. You should have no problems. Mm-hmm. You know, if your systems are there, you have you know you're you're paying attention to the details. You're cleaning and sanitizing properly. You know, I don't think there's a big risk in cross-contamination. Now I'll draw the line at the bottling line. I don't think we want to package those beers because that becomes a lot more difficult to clean those systems. But if you keep it to draft only, I have no problem making them in the same facility. You just, you know, when you do make one, you obviously take um, some additional steps to make sure that everything was uh, purged out before the next beer goes in. But I think every brewery has to make sours. Now. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's a style that is really exciting. Um, people want them. You can charge more for them. It costs more to make. Yeah. Um, people are willing to pay it. But it ends up being yeah. one of your high-end specialty products, and you know they're really good beers and they're fun and they're yeah. different. Not everybody's gonna like them. Yeah. But uh, we're gonna start uh, probably putting out to a year probably and yeah. maybe we'll see how it goes and maybe it'll grow from there. Dabble, see how it goes. Yeah. On, yeah. But I mean even as a brewer, you know, making sour beers is something different. It's fun, it's exciting. Um, I think there's a lot of different beers you can make. You can play with fruits, you can play with yeah. all those different yeah. things and, and basically make all everything from light to dark sour with fruit without fruit with herbs i, I just i think it's for brewers it's fun really, it's fun right? yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah 
Yeah, well, it's true. What about like Berliner Weisses and stuff like that? You guys, because I guess you did the Gerzel in San Francisco. Yeah. Yeah. Have you done or are you looking to do like Berliners, which seem to be like the gateway style? Like, yeah. Not yeah. super chill. Like. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, we've got the Goza. We've done, you know, kettle sours in the past. I'm sure. I mean, they always have their place. They, they're, I think they're like the perfect sort of summer light, you know, yeah, hot afternoon. That's beer, all you need yeah. them too. Like, yeah, it's yeah super light, and that like that, you know, like with the Goza, and you get like a little bit of that saltiness, and it yeah. just like, just rounds out like this really refreshing kind of flavor. Um, but for me, I I really do. I like the like barrel aged stuff a lot yeah, more. It's, it's just a more complex beer. Yeah. It's more interesting to me. That's do, do they do or can you do barrel aged Berliner Weisses? Just because, you know, maybe not. I don't. I feel like you give it a lot of time to go wrong. Uh, yeah. Just <laughs> the, the, the type of bacteria it is. I I don't know. I'm, maybe somebody's done it. I'm not sure. Yeah. 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 We're gonna do one later this year. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. So yeah. it'll be. I, I'm looking forward to it. I love passion fruit. Passion I love passion fruit. Passion fruit, fruit was the adjunct of this summer. Like yeah. there was a every did a passion fruit something, which I'm not mad at at all. Because, <laughs> yeah. uh, it's it's uh, great. It has that nice sour tropical flavor yeah. to it. Which I love. It is. It's it's just a great fruit to use, and it, it go a lo- little bit goes a long way. So you know you get yeah. some of those fruit beers where the fruit doesn't really come through. Passion fruit yeah. always it does. Yeah. Yeah. You don't need to. Is it like hard because it's such a small little thing? You need a million of them to. Yeah, I mean we just did you, some casks with um, some that was grown in someone's yard here oh, and no they brought a big box so we did some casks but when we do it production wise you get you get like yeah we get the puree and yeah. it's pretty thick it's, you don't need a lot of it because it's so intense yeah, right? and yeah. it's kind of a little hard to work with because it's so thick it doesn't very pour very well but um it close up it's great okay, it's pretty good. uh no it's it's um i mean it's viscous enough that it you know, it'll move through. I mean, it's like inch and a half, two inch pipes on these things. So okay, so okay. It's, yeah. Um, but um, I mean, we we have issues with getting it into the tank more than we have. To get <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. That's the front thing, though. You have to put it. Uh, well, like I mean, we have a Guava Islander, uh, and then we have um, uh, you know South Norte, which is Ryan Brooks is down there. Uh, we're brewing his beers out of here as well, and he has a beer with mango in it. And we actually we get drums, or you know, almost 500 pound drums, and we pump it with a pump in. And I mean, if you don't the pump, doesn't you don't do it right? Yeah. It's just a nightmare. Pump, yeah, it gets angry at you, and you just gotta you gotta make it work, figure but, it out. Yeah. yeah, I mean, always working with fruits a little hard. Uh, mostly if you're using whole fruit, um, fresh fruit. <laughs> it's it's always an extra step, and yeah. you know, it's never easy. But I mean the thing about beer is, is it's never easy. No, probably not. If you got two pathways to make a beer, one's easy and one's hard, probably the hard way is going to make the better beer. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's, yeah. you take shortcuts, you get burned. You so you that, just right? don't take shortcuts. Yeah. Yeah. Do you use guava puree in the... Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, get it in 52-gallon drums. Nice. Um, beautiful, beautiful stuff. Yeah. It smells so good when you're pumping it in. I bet. Guava's like even other popular ones. How do you feel about milkshake IPAs? Oh. As well as... <laughs> just on the trendy... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it seems like to be a trend, yeah. yeah. <laughs> How can you not? They're delicious. Yeah. No, I like them. Yeah. I think they're cool. I, yeah. It's, you know, for me at the end of the day, like, I work in a, in a production brewery and my main job is to make sure I make a product that's consistent. I right. do, you know, we're doing the same thing day in and day out. Um, so when these trends come up and they catch on and marketing likes them, <laughs> then, we get to, then we get to do fun stuff. Nice. So it's like, you know what, I'm excited to do something different. Yeah. Sure, I'll, you know, let's yeah. do it. 
Yeah. 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 So we're we're doing. Uh, I'm trying to make one that's like you know tropical coconut. Sweet. Um, I've had some you know IPAs recently that fall into that style and. Yeah. I've had a few where I'm drinking it, and it's like I swear that there's coconut in this beer, but there's not coconut right. in it. Um, and I just really thought, you know, that'd be that a great, 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 yeah, yeah. A great match. So why not try it and see? So vanilla, yeah, yeah. a lot of them have vanilla too, just to give it yeah. that milkshake flavor, uh -huh. right? Yeah, that base. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I'm probably the outlier here. I don't like vanilla in beers. No, no, I just don't like okay. it. That's yeah. okay. It's a personal preference. I'll make yeah. them because people love them, yeah. but I, I'm yeah. not the vanilla person, so. I don't judge that. people on their beer preferences. Yeah, yeah no, everybody, everybody has a terrible opinion. macro yeah. lager. I'm like, yeah, that's anything else goes. <laughs> yeah. No, that's awesome. I'm good to know that you guys are doing that because uh, I feel like there hasn't been as many out here. Would you say like? I feel like we see a lot more. We're going crazy up north, man. Everyone's making them like yeah. I haven't yeah. seen too many out here, so you know so it's. Good. I mean, maybe we're a little bit slower to catch on to trends because we're kind of rooted in our ways. <laughs> I mean, you guys started a lot of trends. I feel like yeah, you started with the trend starters. Well, well, yeah, but, you yeah. know, at some point we just, we just try to perfect our craft of the West Coast IP and just keep making them better and better and better yeah. and more aromatic. And we started pulling away from the bitterness. So I think, I still think we have a lot of time to play in our own yard, I guess. Yeah, there's no rush. Point, yeah, yeah, it's like the point. It's a trends of the cycle, of course, mm -hmm. the West Coast IPAs and everything. But you know, when you have you know the the tasting room model is taken off, so now you got to fill 15, 20 taps, maybe 25 taps. So that gives us a lot more room to then go dabble in these these beers. And right. since we have the pub, you know, he he, he can make them down there, and he can do 20 beers in a month if he really wanted to. Right. So now, you know, we got to fill. I don't know how many taps we have here at the tasting room. So 20, 25. Five. So we got a lot of tap handles to fill. So now you know any any trend that comes along, we're gonna like we said before, give it a shot, right? Yeah, try to see how good you can do, and yeah. it's like it's like giving a challenge. Yeah, here's a challenge to make this beer. Go out and make it. Yeah. yeah. How many of the beers do you make uh, get packaged versus like you know, uh, group tap room only on the taps that you sell um, off the bars? Like if your core brands, obviously that are always going out. To yeah. Bars, right? So yeah, we have what is it? Eight beers? Nine, nine beers? Nine yeah. Seven, um, are they yeah, and then in the can from the bottles, is it like the same seven? Uh, in bottles. Yeah. And then we have a couple specialties that come out every year that we yeah, package, package as well. Them, yeah. And then yeah. trimester releases, and those will be cans, I think, mostly, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so we've got those, and uh, outside of that, it's you know, it's kegs from the from the pub. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so yeah. The, the pub, um, even the specialty <laughs> batches that might be a one-off, that's still a small portion of it's available to the sales team to sell right. outside a house. Okay. So it keeps things exciting. You know, everybody wants, you don't want the same seven beers forever. Everybody wants no. to try your specialty beer. So you got to get those out to everybody. Right. What yeah. percentage of the business is um, licensees or like out to pubs versus packaged? Products. Oh man, ish. Sixty forty maybe. I think we're yeah. pretty much industry standard on that, which mm -hmm. is usually a little bit more package to draft. Gotcha. Um, but it's right, right about the almost 50, 50, 50, 50, 50 right around there. And you distro? You guys have a decent distribution? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. How many states are we in? Fifteen states yeah. in uh, yeah. twelve countries. Twelve countries. Yeah. Where else so. are you guys at? What countries? China. Uh, um, Vietnam, Chile, Thailand, Sweden. Mexico, Sweden, Germany. Yeah. You guys are in Australia, aren't you? 
Oh, I swear that's what I have. Oh, okay. Like, my friend gave me one, the Islander, and I bought the idiot out here in Australia, and I was like, damn, this is crazy. Yeah. I live in Canada, it's an imaginary line, I can't get it there. Yeah. <laughs> but I come to freaking the other side of the world. That's where that yeah. funny accent's from. I couldn't figure it out. Yeah. You're Australian. Oh, <laughs> oh, I thought he was moving. It took this many years. Oh. <laughs> It's like calling you guys Canadians. Yeah. Oh. Unless we're in Europe. No, then you're in Europe. Everyone's a Canadian in Europe, right? Slap that flag on your backpack. Yeah. Yeah, eh? Actually, we're Californians. Everyone likes California. When we travel, we know to say that. That's the way to go. No one ever gets mad at California. No. You guys like the news. They always ask what celebrities you know. Really? Yeah. I guess they don't understand. Wow. They go different places. Crazy humans. I think it's time for our lightning round. Oh, yeah. Uh, Scott Beak off. So, oh, we yeah. have some, a bunch of quick questions that uh, often don't get answered quickly. So, it's actually, <laughs> um, first one is your guilty pleasure beer. Pleasure beer. So, maybe someone huh. might be embarrassed. Like maybe wear a cozy over it at a, at a party because you're like, I don't, like, I, don't I don't know. <laughs> uh, I drink. You can usually find uh, Coors Original in my fridge at okay. any time, so if that's Coors any... Original, is that like Coors Banquet? Banquet? Yeah, the Banquet. Oh, yeah, the yellow can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so, I mean, if that's a sort of a litmus oh, test you of, should of feel my too. taste, yeah, yeah, very much feel I 100% do not. Good. Good. I think I need to be a beer and be a cider. <laughs> I'm not mad at this. Yeah, thing. okay. I feel like that's a, that's a cop-out thing. That is, is a little cop-out. I can't think of any beer that you really enjoy drinking. I mean, a German Pilsner would be about as low as I go. If I'm in Detroit, I would have a Strauss. Which one? Strauss, if I was in Detroit. Carl Strauss? Stroh's. No, oh, I don't know that it's one, yeah. it's a regional beer from Michigan. Okay. That was just like their. It's like it's like their Coors Light. Oh, okay. Their Coors Light. I bet Dave would have told us about Dave it. Dave should. Yeah. Dave sounds familiar. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the opposite beer you would decline under any circumstances. So you went to a barbecue, you didn't have a six pack of Coronado. You were a tart. Like, hey, one of these. Mine would probably be here at Coors Light. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> uh, yeah. I know everybody loves a, like yeah, that's no, usually I, a brewer's guilty pleasure. I yeah. just I never liked it. Yeah. I hate it. At least. Yeah. Just, but uh, that's Miller Lite for me. Is, is yeah. Like, that's you. I've made. That's well, no, I got. Ever made <laughs> I, re- I know my guilty pleasure it's now. It's, it, it's the champagne of beers. Oh, that I that, that, that would I be my guilty pleasure. It's usually when I'm hungover and I have to drink again. Just champagne beers. Yeah. See, yeah, I like it so much better than MGD and MGD. Yeah. I like MGD. I kind of wouldn't mind drinking highlight beer. It's been a while. Just for lulls. We did that like a blind macro event. No, oh, yeah. yeah. Don't look into that. Like, it's for hangovers. That is yeah. the total hangover. <laughs> yeah. Just for lulls. We did that macro versus, no, macro versus micro lager blind taste testing. Yeah. Yeah, there's actually put as a first Super time I drank cool. like Bud Miller Light and uh, by far the worst in the three local ones. Local ones. Yeah. Was, oh. Yeah, there's, there's so much trash. Like, I'm very grateful we're in craft beer. It's a lot of the game. Favorite beer style? Feels very good. Gosh, I mean, that's a brewer's the brewer, choice. That's the brewer's choice. That's, Always the brewer's choice. It's always the better style. Yeah, yeah, it's tough. I could say, chances are, I'm drinking IPA. Yeah. Favorite that's style is probably like a like farmhouse saison. So. Nice. Yeah. yeah. It's a great style. Yeah. I just judged that at GDS. Did you? Nice. Awesome. Ooh. Are you BJCP or? Oh yeah, we didn't talk about GABF. Maybe we'll come back to that real quick after doing here the Great American Beer Festival. Like that's why it's been like a terrible timing weekend for us. Yeah, San Diego. Yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah. thank you guys for taking the time. Yeah, to talk a bunch of pressure. Yeah, we'll get through this and then we'll talk about it. Um, uh, least favorite beer style. Probably oh. an imperial. It doesn't style. mean you don't like it. It means least favorite. Yeah, imperial style. style. Yeah. Fair. 
Uh, you like them all. Can I say pumpkin beers? <laughs> yeah. Okay. You're one of those guys. You're one of, you're one of many brewers that, that yeah. Bruce says that. Yeah. Pumpkin brewers yeah. anytime. Yeah. I like funny. I like funny. But our sunken pumpkin is delicious. I'm going to try it. I'm going to have one as soon as we get back to Island Beer. Pumpkin beer, top of the line. Yeah. Desert Island beer. So it'll be drink over and over and over. On a desert island, and it can be served at exactly the perfect temperature. They can't be caught fresh. Save you. So yeah. Yeah. Be such you. an IPA. Yeah. Such an IPA. Any uh, specific one, or just in general? Just in general. Yeah. I mean, the coast wise is great because if you're on an island, you might as well be protecting the coast. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I can yeah. Yeah. You like that one? Yeah. Wrap that one in. Yeah. Uh, a clean beach. <laughs> Maybe Bitburger. Ooh, yeah, I love that beer. That's yeah. really refreshing. Good. Very refreshing. Yeah. Super yeah. crisp. Yeah, that is a good one actually. Yeah. Right. Beer. Um, beer trend predictions. So trend what do you think might be the next uh, thing all the kids are talking about? It's so hard to think of because have yeah. we not done everything already? I feel like it's gotten <laughs> right. so weird now. That, but, well, that's it. Yeah. You think it, but it's not yeah. there. You know, I, the fruited IPA is already taken off, so. Yeah. I think uh, I think we're seeing it already, but Mexican loggers are picking up a ton. I think that's. So I've noticed a ton of skids of Mexican loggers back there. People yeah. are about yeah. that. Yeah, every, yeah, yeah. Every bird yeah. Has one. Not yep. so much up north, but like down well, here, it's yeah. Just, everyone has one, uh-huh. right? Um, so yeah, that. I mean, partially, approximately in Mexico probably yeah, has a lot to do of with course. it. Um, and pilsners, I think. Are, I, you know, yeah. I'd have to agree with you there. I think every. <laughs> Brewery wants the pilsners to come back because yeah. the brewers love them, but yeah. Yeah. so far the customer base in the past hasn't really caught on. But maybe eventually they'll catch oh, on to us. Yeah, that's the number one thing all brewers say, uh, and I think they're right. It's it's, uh, it's, it's, it's the pendulum swing crazy, you know, on the palate. Yeah. Way this the way, now yeah. yeah. stouts, and then now we want a nice, yeah. crisp, well-made, maybe dry hop mm-hmm. those. Like, yeah, finally the drink. You know, five or ten at a, at a sitting yeah. instead of two and yeah. still all. <laughs> yeah. That's a bit of everything. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. I can't, I can't do uh, favorite up and coming breweries? So maybe one. It could be from the area if you want to rep local. Um, just something that you guys are really like into and uh, really think you're going to make some noise. Huh. I think Central Waters is really good in, in Wisconsin. Okay. I think they make really good beer and kind of a sea of a, there's a lot of beers there, and I think they're the bright spot there. Okay. Blanking. I'm trying mm-hmm. to think. Uh, Wisconsin gets a lot of trucks, actually. Yeah, yeah. Bring that up yeah. And yeah. Very, uh, I mean, I think like they, they redistro a lot of breweries. Some of the breweries are pretty old, and I, you know, I think I, I have a lot of diacetylene beers there. Uh, and in Central Waters is more like a uh, West Coast brewery in the Midwest, mm-hmm. and I think uh, their beer is shining through there. So cool. That's good. You can pass. Um. Yeah. yeah. If you want to pass, them. that's okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, favorite beer city, destination, or country? So this is somewhere you like to go for beer. Portland. Yeah. Oregon. That's all main. Yeah. Oregon. Oregon, Oregon, yeah, Oregon. Yeah. Probably New England for me. Yeah. Yeah. So there's hazy IPAs, eh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Some good beer out there. That's yeah, yeah. pretty crazy. You know, Denver's good too. They have all those really yes, good kind of icy beers that yeah. uh, aren't sour, but they they're funky. funky. Yeah. So you know. What Denver's known for, right? You know, I think Denver does the best Brett single the Brett beers, not uh, sour right. beers, just Brett. Right. I, th- I think they're the in the states. Time. They're yeah. doing the best. Nice. So every I like time it. I go there, that's what I, I try to seek out. Yeah. 
Trashing American beer on a oh yeah, you stupid, stop! Are you kidding me? America runs the world. Like it's a craft beer right. Facebook page. What are you doing there in the yeah. first place? You're trying yeah. to say American beer is crap, like trolls, yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah. Trolls, what? Yeah. Yeah. Goddamn, whoever you fell for. Yeah. Yeah. Unfollow, unfollow. He set the trap. Yeah, gets me every time. I wish I didn't care so much. Underrated style or brewery, city or country, like maybe something that doesn't also doesn't get as props yet. Um, huh. I know it's interesting. I mean, if I say Japan, or are they get out no, Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Yeah, Japan's making some stuff here. Yeah, they're making, yeah. They're they're making really good beers. They're making really good whiskey. Yeah, I mean, oh yeah, they make the virus whiskey. Yeah, they're. I mean, both. I think are. I think they're the next up and comer. Interesting. No one's ever said that. They're so precise. That's a good answer. Yeah, as a people. Good cars, good beer, good whiskey. Yeah. Um. And sake. I mean, they're doing barrel yeah, aged, bourbon barrel aged sake now. Like the traditionalists in Japan are really angry, but all the millennials are just that's all like over it. I haven't had one yet myself. I'm dying to have. That sounds like a, Yeah, <laughs> gotta bring some You're back. Oh, nice. bring some barrel aged, some whiskey barrel aged sake back for us. That sounds like the worst possible hangover one could ever oh, have. That's a good chance. <laughs> Wash it down with some sushi. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm in some, now. You had me. Some hungover ramen yeah. and you're all right. Yeah. <laughs> Um, anything to answer? Uh, can you read it again? The <laughs> it was uh, underrated city, um, sorry, style, brewery, city, or country. Um, so maybe there's even like a style that you can Okay, use. so I'd say uh, style is maybe like beer to guard. It's sort of like an yeah, unknown style, style yeah. you yep. know, yep. and people can't really define it, but yep. um, I think it gets overlooked. Exactly. There's a lot of potential for interesting beers in that, mm -hmm. in that realm. Um, and I, depending on how you look at it, I could say maybe even like the Czech Republic is underrated at this point with like how far we've skewed to like these crazy... Away from the classic yeah. Pilsner style. Yeah, and and I mean, just think about how much out. history and tradition there is. Yeah. Like maybe it's that's crazy. forgotten. Like you said, hopefully that pendulum's yeah. coming back and exactly. that will become popular. Like, it'd yeah. be interesting to see if it does like what you're saying in Japan, like maybe there's like a new like god of, of brewers that are going to take it to the next level mm -hmm. in countries that are known so you got to break traditions <laughs> i think so. traditions, traditions are, are great cool. yeah. but at the same time they can't they can't stop you from doing fun things i agree yeah yeah i think it's still too limiting and like can you imagine what these many like kids and brewers that you know do the traditional style particularly in czech public in germany and stuff and then like put their own flip on it would be some like crazy yeah yeah and then like the up-and-coming you know, All over Europe. Innovate within the Heinz Bowl. Yeah, they're, yeah. Cool. they're dry hopping yeah. in Germany now, which they were never allowed to do, and yeah. now, they're, now they're doing it. So. They changed the purity law thing, or they? Yeah, well, the European Union. I was going to say they've kind of lifted purity. it, right? It's a yeah. process, so they don't uh, consider that going against the purity law. That's it's cool. just Could say the thing, right? It's just different per time to putting it in. Exactly. That's mm -hmm. sick. All right, good on. That's really cool. Um, best beer you ever drank in your life? 
Wow. So often this is... That's deep. Yeah. That's deep. We want to say it's one we did. <laughs> it's often situation. We've had some like phenomenal brewers say, I was on a canoe and I drank Budweiser and I was fishing. Yeah. Cracked that bottle. I was like, damn right, bro. So it, it doesn't Or like you have your first kid and this is the beer. Like, whatever. Yeah. Just, like a really memorable, like, my God, this Bit is... Bitburger. Like, the first beer I had in Germany, sitting on the Rhine River, had yes. a Bitburger and it was just phenomenal. Not mad at that at all. No. I think I had. That was my favorite. That was great. Yeah. 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 I was at some festival on the Rhine River and got a Bitburger and it was a hot summer day. Was it like a big stein or like... No, it was in like uh, a festival cup. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's festival. <laughs> um, but it was awesome. I mean, it was first couple days in Europe, and uh, it was a great summer day in Cologne. Fresh as ever, I bet. Yeah, and just, <laughs> it was, so it was great. It sounds fantastic. Yeah, it was. You got one? Uh, is it, can I say the Zima I, st- I snuck when I was 12? What? <laughs> 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 I mean, you were 21. <laughs> this is the best! <laughs> um, anything that comes to mind? First beer you brewed or anything like that? Um, was that like just, oh my god, this is crazy? Man, I remember, yeah, the first, it was a, like a super hoppy red, and it was like the first homebrew I ever made. I just a neat question, and I had that one in, I haven't done that before, I just made that up now. That's great. <laughs> um, okay, that was the first one. So the next one will be Death Row uh, Beer Slash Meal Pairing. Beer Slash Meal Pairing? Yeah. Ooh, okay. that's a hard one. It's a good one we've heard before, it was like... Like yeah. Stout and Oysters? Yeah, Stout, like Stout and Oysters, that's gangster. I'd, like, I'd do that. Yeah. I just have to go with my roots and be falafel plate with some hummus and some garlic spread and, and a session IPA. That sounds nice. lit. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Sounds a nice, lit. fresh, hot pita. I want to eat all that. Square up feta cheese. A couple olives on the side? Yeah, a couple oh, green okay. olives, the, you know, the whole, the whole nice. spread. I like it. I'd probably go with, like steak and mashed potatoes oh, and hey. IPA. Nice. Yeah. nice. Always IPAs, I love it. Yeah. Um, favorite style to brew? Style to brew? I'd say a barrel-aged sour beer. Nice. Yes. It's, a lot too. It's involved. There's just there's there's skill. There's luck. There's it's it's kind of like um, giving some of your. Uh, just want to check in. No, it's okay. I'm more just caustic. Hey, no, get out here. That's good. Yeah. And then uh, on the 18th, I'm gonna bring my CEO. He's gonna be in town. So if you're gonna be here, so all right. Thanks, guys. Thank you. I love it. This is real. Yeah. Real. Stop. Never stop. We've been away for I've been away for a week, so I'm catching up. Been here eight weeks. Been away for a week. Yeah. Show us. Come on, bro. Hey, that guy. Um, <laughs> what question were we in? Favorite style of brew. Oh yeah, it's the sour because it's complex. It's yes. Difficult. There's some luck. You have to trust your instincts and I guess trust Mother Nature to do what you want and then you know it's it's a patience game six seven months two years later you get to try it when it's awesome you're just like yes, yes. Yeah. it's not you're like damn it yeah and try again next time <laughs> and then try again yeah roll the dice yeah all right like uh, I'd say loggers for me um, there's a lot of babysitting okay. uh, takes a long time but I also like it because um, there's nothing to hide behind if it's bad. Yeah. So it's like if you made a good lager, then, then you know you made a good beer. You that's know? what I think people, brewers always say is their favorite. Uh, it's going to be the next trend because it's like people have been hiding all the imperfections. Well, yeah. Tons and tons of And now it's like, here's what it is. Well, I, yeah. I, I judge that category at JBF. And, yeah. Um, there was a lot that didn't hide their flaws. <laughs> oh, it's right. such, it's yeah. such a hard beer to make that, yeah, uh, yeah you, you have. Yeah, no leeway. You yeah, make yeah. one mistake, and that mistake is in the forefront. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It takes a lot of skill. Oh, I love it. 
Last question here before we get to GABF was the worst beer you've ever made. Oh, I know that right off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but people tend to do it. Please bring it in. I was just trying to have fun with uh, casks, and uh, I had a friend that made a hot dog beer, so he boiled. <laughs> <laughs> he boiled. He boiled. He homebrewed. He boiled hot dogs in the wort, and then ate the hot dogs and brewed the beer. So I'm like. <laughs> Being from the Midwest, and I want you know Coney Island, the yeah, whole relish, Coney Island, yeah, yeah, the hot yeah, dog with yeah, all yeah, so I sure. ketchup, mustard. I in there? All, I put it all in. You know, <laughs> I put in mustard seed. I put in sun-dried tomatoes. Wow! And I'm like, if it works, I'll figure out how to bring the the relish in. Sure. So we tapped the cask, so and gross. oh, it was the worst <laughs> ever. It was so disgusting. It was like oh, DMS, man. diacetyl. <laughs> Things I don't even know what they were, and, and we all were just like new. Off Everybody looked at me. I'm like, yes, it's the worst beer you've ever had. And I, I have yet to, uh, yeah, yet to taste worse. Oh my god, that's amazing. So uh, the beer doesn't work. That's why I don't do it, kids. Don't give up yet. <laughs> Could be a hit. Uh, uh, I made a pretty bad beer here, actually. Um, I tried to enter this competition, uh, best malts in Germany. They like have a specialty malt they feature and then everybody brews the same time around the world and they right. Like, and right. That's kind of cool. um, the malt was it was really interesting. It was uh, Bestex, I think is the name of the malt. And it's like this really bready, almost like just tasting the malt almost tastes like eating raisin bran or something. Wow. Um, the style that I tried to make out of it just turned out terrible. I don't even remember what it was anymore. But it was so bad. <laughs> and then I just remember like putting hops in there to hope that it would maybe Top taste better. And it, yeah, it, was yeah, awful. it was awful. No go. Um, but on that same note, I've got a really funny homebrew story of a friend of mine. He tried to once uh, ferment a beer using Werther's, the, you know, it's like coffee <laughs> candy. Oh, yeah. So he boiled a bunch of Werther's and used that to like try to, you know, as, as a sugar base. TV, yeah. And he yeah. just turned a carboy into like a giant hard candy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> a cowboy was dumbful. Yeah. Yeah, don't throw that out. That's yeah. a good idea, though. I guess you can have like, it's like the toffee ones, right? Yeah. Like, it's like, yeah, yeah, so idea, like putting Belgian candy sugar in, yeah. putting just actual yeah. candy yeah. Yeah, we did a Jolly Rancher one once. Oh, yeah, that, yeah. it was okay. That sounds yeah. kind of cool. It was all right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, we didn't ever make it again. No, of course, it wasn't terrible. Uh, I like that. I've seen a lot of brewers these days put um, like cereal. Oh, cereal, yeah, yeah, that's a big yeah. trend now. These guys in Toronto did a which that's I trying to do. Lucky Charms, milkshake IPA, which was interesting. And I've seen other people use like yeah, I don't know, Captain Crunch and stuff like that. Yeah, Captain Crunch. There's a brewery in town that does a Captain Crunch. Oh, come on, Johnny. <laughs> I, I usually have it shut yeah. off. I think I have some best podcast here. <laughs> no, and I've done a lot of casts with different cereals and Cocoa Puffs, stuff like that. That's fun. It's so cool. And you know, sometimes they come out great. Breakfast, they don't. Yeah. Um, That's what you drink for breakfast. Reese's Pieces yeah. Cups. Yeah, beer. <laughs> Real beer. <laughs> Halloween beer. That's really some fun. Yeah. I love it. It's just so fun. Beer can be awesome. Well, um, with casks, you can really, and you're making one cask at a time. If yeah. it comes out great, it might cool. become a beer, a real beer. So yeah, you can just play around. It's worth a shot. Whatever, right? you, can't, you, just, you taste it in the back of the house before you ever bring it out to the tasting room just to make yeah. sure it's okay. Yeah, it's and yeah. if it's not, dump it. Yeah. Easy. So you're uh, not wasting too much, right? Yeah. That's great. So the Great American Beer Festival, how did that go for you guys? It was fun. I mean, I judged for the first time this year, um, and it was really interesting to judge and see how the, that works in the backside. Um, I had some really terrible beers, and I had some of the best beers I've ever had in my life. Nice. So, so what's the balance? Yeah, I mean, it's, I did gluten-free category, which okay. I thought 
They didn't even give out medals for it last year, I think. I think they only maybe gave out a bronze and no gold and silver. Right. So having a lot of gluten-free beers before, I thought it was going to be just really bad, and they were phenomenal. Right. So I can't wait to actually go to those breweries and, and try them there. Did, uh, was gluten bag involved in any of that at all? No, the winner was, oh, what's the name? It's a Portland brewery. Okay. Um, I can't remember the name of it right now, but they make it out of chestnuts. Oh. And the beer, okay. the beer was phenomenal. It, would have, it could have won in the regular category. It was a yeah. German brown, or no, British brown. Uh, it was it was phenomenal. You couldn't even tell it was gluten free. You could not tell it was gluten free. Wow. If they would have put it in the regular right? category, they yeah. probably could have meddled in that. Wow, that's amazing. It was it was really good. What else did you judge? You said lagers. I did uh, the malt liquors. Okay. And um, it was ex it was surprisingly terrible. Yeah. <laughs> not in the way I thought it would be. Right. It was. They were all sour. I got the oh, first really? round and. I had 12 and 10 were sour and two were not, so they moved on to the next round. Right. Was DKML um, in there? Or you, know, you don't know. And, oh, you have no idea who it is. So wine tasting, yeah. It was surprisingly bad, but I did Urban Spice Beer, which was surprisingly good. Urban um, Spice Yeah, we gave a, a beet yeah, and, and lemon. Oh, herb. Sorry. Yeah. I thought you said Urban Spice. No, the reason I heard this is because when I was watching the awards. Yeah. But we gave uh, the gold medal to a beer that was with lemon balm and beet. Okay. And you could taste both the lemon cool. balm and beet. It was perfectly balanced and it was just surprisingly good. Was it like beet red? Yeah, it yeah. was. It was. And it, it was, it, I was, I thought that category was just going to be terrible. I usually don't like spice beers. Sure. Um, but every beer I tried was great. It was, it was a great. surprising category. Okay. How many in total did you judge? 12. Oh, wow. Yeah, amazing. 12 in that category. And then me and Mel together did the, right? We did the the metal round, the metal round of the. Yeah, and they were awesome. They yeah. were really good. That's sick. And you don't like Imperial Stouts? I don't mind a barrel aged Imperial uh, Stouts. Okay. There's a little bit more whiskey There's flavor more there. It, right. um, but yeah, they were really, really good. And I thought it would be hard to judge them because they're so strong that you didn't think you'd get a taste one from another. Right. But yeah, I mean, you could. I mean, I think very quickly we decided which two were winning, were up in front, and then we decided right. to figure out what the, the third, third one was. Yeah, right. cool. but it uh, it was they were really good. Nice. I mean, it was that was a fun category to judge. Uh, That's awesome. So you guys, like, did you get to participate in anything else? Were you guys pouring? Them? Yeah, we yeah. we had uh, we were pouring. So went to every session. Um, it's gotten so big, and it's it's so crazy. But yet everybody is. Cool they show. usually hold themselves together. Um, <laughs> you'll see the rare person throwing up here and there, but for the most part, it's the like for a beer festival that big with that many drunk people, it is <laughs> it, it is run well. Yeah. Everybody pretty much stays sane. Oh, um, yeah. It's a lot of fun. People drop their glasses. Everybody screams and yells. And as the night goes, people scream and yell more and more and more. It's yeah. yeah. the best part of beer festival. Yeah. Just random. Like, yeah. <laughs> and you get to try so many cool beers. I mean, I tried a ghost pepper beer that was really good. Ghost it was pepper. melt your yeah. teeth, but it was phenomenal. I could not drink more than two couple two sips, sips, but yeah. it was fun to try. Um, I had a tamarind sour beer from Arizona. Nice. And it was really good. Yeah. It was just it worked perfect. Interesting. It worked perfect. It was it was really fun. So I mean, in Denver's great. Weather was good. You know, coming from California, yeah, we're always exactly. afraid it's going to yeah. be cold. <laughs> and it's snowing there today. No so way. We got out just in yeah. time. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, have a good time then. I actually yeah. wasn't there. I was oh, here, okay. yeah, holding down the fort. Holding so down. Sorry to rub that in. There. <laughs> 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 it's, it's a good time though. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good, You've been before. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
Yeah. Yeah. Play. Uh, how does it work? When you said sessions, is it like... Um, yeah, you got uh, uh, Thursday to Sunday type thir- thing? You have a Thursday night session, a Friday yeah. night session, then you have a Saturday morning, like VIP members only type session, yeah. then a, a Saturday, Saturday afternoon night, session. And then so. no, all Sunday? Or no, no Sunday. No Sunday. Sunday. Okay. Saturday night's the end of it. You have nice. the award ceremony in the morning, uh, and then you come out and... You know, people get to wear their medals. Yeah. You get to put a sticker up on your cool. on your thing, and then people will flood your booth if they nice. race. Right. So it's it's fun, and you know, you meet tons of people. And as brewers, we get to see all our friends there that yeah. we see only every couple times a year. Um, go try their beers, yeah. and and really just you know, just so could jump up. around and drink, and yeah. go out to the local bars and the local breweries. Uh, always try to I try to get up to Avery in New Belgium every time I go. Yeah, I didn't have a yeah, chance yeah. this time, but. Uh, then go see all the new breweries that are there. There's a bunch of new ones. Um, yeah, Denver's fun. It's cool. Sounds Weird. like we need to be there next year. Yeah, yeah. we gotta go. Yeah, yeah. 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 Doing a you know a beer podcast. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. It's our wheelhouse right there for sure. Yeah, yeah. when he's when he started traveling, when he got my visa like a year ago, so when he started doing it since then, so now it's about some problem. Yeah, you got it. It's gonna be on now, right? Yeah. Oh, it's not happening. Uh-huh. Um, do you guys, is it how much of the, the beer festivals in general or GABF for you guys' business versus like fun? Like, do you guys start to make connects and then figure out collabs and stuff? Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, yeah. I, yeah. I did one of these for our China market when I was there. Oh, nice. So that was part of work. Yeah. Um, yeah. Then you meet friends, you know, it's probably 50 50. That's great. Yeah, I mean, the, I think the beauty of this industry is it's like sort of a gray <laughs> area anyway. Where it's am I like, working or am I having yeah, drinking? Fun. Is I don't know. Same. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm sure it makes HR nightmares. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, the opposite. Like no one cares because HR is drunk yeah. too. Yeah. 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 You know, you got to be a professional. If you're going to get drunk, you got to hold it together. That's and, true. Uh, you start true. getting too drunk. Go yeah. back. You're wearing the shirt, right? Yeah. Just yeah. make sure we're repping for you. Got to be uh, wearing. I've seen the horror stories. We've been to a fair few festivals and covered some ones and attended and. You know who the brewers are and stuff. I feel like everyone behaves themselves. For the most part, I feel like if it's like private brewers, see after party where things, where things get a bit crazy. Yeah. yeah, but for Great American Beer Festival, I think there's what <clears> maybe as much as ten thousand people per session, <laughs> and everybody's everybody is drunk by the end of it, and everybody's just in a good mood. You don't yeah. have issues. I didn't see. I've never seen a fight there. Amazing. You know. <laughs> and to have that such a huge crowd drinking yeah. to be just so well behaved is, is impressive. There's a respect there, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Respect. Yeah. 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 craft beer people like because you go yeah. there to try the beers, and the side effect of trying the beers is just getting drunk. drunk. Uh-huh. So like, there's some like whatever bro beer festivals. Yeah, every mm-hmm. city has them where you know that like the nine. It's gonna be someone fighting, someone fighting, someone suits, and they're just getting trashed. Yeah. They went with the intention of that's it as yeah. much as possible. I, yeah. And the Great American Beer Festival is a marathon, not a sprint. So uh, yeah. people know that. Right? <laughs> people know to build the big ones, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like I mean, it's four. It's, and ones and, I think each session is five and a half hours. Yeah, so you got enough. all the time in the world yeah. to, to get done what you got to get. You can try every yeah. year. Yeah, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Do you guys do a lot of collabs? Actually, last question. Yeah, yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. We do. Yeah. Local or abroad? All of all of the above. Trying to think, we got, we're doing one with um, Mickler this week, right? And then, oh, then, oh no yeah. Uh, they have a pup here. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. Do. It's pretty new. I think it's been open yeah. a year, a little over a year. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> two years. Yeah. So yeah, that um, we actually one of our sour beers is next door is a collab with uh, the Libertine. They're in San Luis Obispo. Okay. They do like almost entirely sours. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they got really good. Interesting beers. We got that coming out. So yeah, we got their bug mix and put it in the barrels. 
bug me, so like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so insects. <laughs> so you do, yeah. So you got a bunch coming up. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. Fantastic, guys. I would say, I mean, what for me, what's always been exciting about this industry mm. is the collaborative spirit. And, yeah. Mm. I mean, while we're all, in a sense, competing businesses. Uh, I guess that we have this behemoth that's sort of looming over us that we all are like, oh, that's our that's yeah. our target, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And so we don't have to. Yeah, there's no fighting amongst us right. because yeah. we've got. It's our everyone out, right? Right? Yeah. yeah, I think there's very few industries in the world where we give our secrets to each other freely. Yeah, yeah. you know, point. we collaborate, we help each other out. Um, yeah. I think it comes down to if there's one bad craft brewery, it hurts us all. So if yeah. someone's struggling and not getting something done right. You help them, right? And then, like, yeah, you give people your secrets because I mean, it's hard to replicate a beer in a different brewery. Yeah, and and so, you know, give them tips, and they make good beer. You make good beer, and everyone wins. I don't know if there's another industry like ours yeah. that, that it's so friendly. Never seen anything like that. Our experience is being 100 percent positive. Everyone we meet in through the podcast and stuff is just awesome. Yeah. It's super super cool. Um, I had a good question. It was oh the buyouts. I don't know if it's a touchy subject. Tell me if it's too far. Like, do you have any thoughts on like what's going on? Because I know we're just talking about who the craft is going up against the big guys. Mm-hmm. I think that's well. I think that's the only way they can win, right? <laughs> right. The only way they yeah. can win would be to buy us. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, it's it is what it is. I mean, I think they're struggling, and them trying to buy us all shows how much they are struggling. So, right. yeah. I think some of us just got to stay strong and stay independent. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. The customer base is starting to understand that there are faux craft and real craft. Yeah, yeah. I, the way I, I always like to think of it is, we're not trying to dupe our consumers into drinking craft. You know, like we're not trying to be something that right. we're not. Where they're like trying to find ways to make you think that there's something else. Yeah. Um, and I think that shows the strength of what we're doing, rather than like you know us having to like figure out how to eat into their market we're just going to make good beer and the side product is we might start to eat into their market yeah um where they're trying to figure out ways to recapture that market by almost duping their consumers yeah yeah Yeah, we're just trying to do our own thing and you know the whole craft industry was very organic people were just doing what they wanted to do they were making the beers they wanted to drink yeah what they couldn't find elsewhere and so if we just keep doing that and just being authentic i think that's uh we'll be fine do you have any thoughts on the individuals who make the decisions to, to take that money? Or is it well, just like whatever, man? Like they, you, yeah, you put those zeros on a table in yeah. front of you, very few people are going to say that. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's, you know, it's, it's take the money and open say. another brewery. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's, 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 that's the logical really choice right there. Yeah. It's always easy to judge from afar, of and course, it's, yeah. it's difficult to you know understand the circumstances or, you know, you know what decisions were made and yeah. you know maybe in the long run that's all the employees there are happier I don't you know I don't know like um, and I can't fault somebody for you know this is a free market and they built a business and they did what they wanted with it mm-hmm. right yeah, yeah. It's, it's like the, we always talk about it's like the only industry like brewing is the only industry where it's a problem like if you make a tech startup in San Francisco and you sell it to like Apple then no one cares hell yeah well, yeah, yeah of course yeah. it's the end game but yeah. Like, yeah. in beer because it's an art and it means something and it's different like selling out like a musician almost like yeah yeah, yeah. Like, they get mad when they're when right. they're so so commercial out, yeah. exactly yeah. so it's like yeah it's just interesting and there's, and there's le- and even deeper like there's levels to it there's like the big evil guy we have to talk about 
almost like everyone else you can sell to it almost like doesn't matter so don't sell them yeah yeah no exactly I, like, I feel like that's kind of the consistent it's always interesting to hear different perspectives some people are like yeah, i think you guys have the most balanced perspective so like yeah look do what you're gonna do man but yeah. like as long as the consumers they're more um woke for like a better word people know what's up <laughs> we're, we're saying like maybe in the summer we're in an airport and you're into a bar and every single like you know the usual suspects and then a whole bunch of the faux craft brands so to a person who didn't know any better they're like oh look, look craft craft beer. Beer. this craft is crazy beer, yeah. yeah and then it's, it's all about the same person that's right. exactly i believe what's trying to trying to do and uh, it's a shame so it's good that you guys are staying independent just making kick-ass beer and uh, mm-hmm. then people san diego know what's up yeah love it um anything else you guys want to cover i feel like i got everything i needed today I'm feeling good we drank the beer we spoke to people that make it I'm satisfied. I'm satisfied. Are you satisfied? I'm, I'm satisfied. satisfied. I'm satisfied. Maybe we should start making this regular thing. Double check satisfaction. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that'd be a survey as we leave. Yeah. Um, so guys, thank you so much for having us. Oh, really thanks for coming it. out. I hope you enjoyed yeah. San Diego. Oh, I hope you enjoyed our beer. fly out in a few hours. Oh, yeah, it's, it's been fast and furious. Hope you got some tacos. Oh, we got tacos every single day. All you need. Nothing else. Literally just tacos and burritos. Breakfast, lunch, dinner. It's all you need. It's a Canadian Thanksgiving today, so yeah, we're gonna have a little Canadian taco for you going for the first time. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be a little weird to be honest, but it's how you feel. So, yo, uh, where can you find uh, Coronado online? Where can people go and check you out? It's a On the social media, com, I guess. Yeah, at, yeah. At, at Coronado she left. I know she had been the one weird. Yeah, yeah, that's what that total her question. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, yeah we're on, I think we're on all social media. Or, yeah, uh, yeah. Really so yeah. you can find us there. We've got a website. It has all the links if you go to everything there. Cool. Yeah. Fantastic. So if you have in San Diego, guys, please come through. This is the uh, we're at the the production facility, but there's also the other tap room on the island. Yeah, both sound fun. This is awesome. We're going to definitely keep it for the downstairs. Uh, if you enjoyed the episode, check us a thumbs up on YouTube, hit subscribe down below wherever that might be. Follow us on social media at BAOS Podcast. And check out the long form audio like this on Apple Podcasts if you're not already listening to it, Mixcloud, Stitcher, all that nonsense. That's it, guys. Cheers. Thank Peace. you. Thank you.